and rest a spell before we see if Farmer Bean's at home. The boy had not heard. He just stood on tiptoe, holding his bundle and gaping at the colts, as if he had never seen their like before. That little one, he whispered. Just then a door slammed shut, and from the house beyond the meadow a farmer in his working clothes started down a footpath toward them. "'Howdy-do!' he called out as he came closer. Two rods from them he shaded his eyes and stared intently. With a whistle of surprise he stopped in his tracks. "'Great jumping Jehoshaphat!' he shouted. "'If it ain't Justin Morgan, schoolmaster and singing teacher, "'why, I'm as pleasured to see you as a dog with two tails.' He set down a bucket he was carrying and shook hands across the fence. "'Who's the fledgling you got with you?' he asked, pointing a thumb toward the boy. "'This lad is Joel Goss, one of my scholars. I board with his parents,' the schoolmaster explained. And when I mentioned that I'd be going off on a junket till school starts, I could see he wanted to traipse along. "'Joel!' he said, putting his hand on the boy's shoulder. I'd like you to meet Farmer Bean, an old neighbor of mine. Reluctantly, Joel turned from the colts to face the farmer. He had never been introduced before. It made him blush to the roots of his sunburnt hair. Cat got your tongue, boy, the farmer said, not unkindly. "'Or be you smitten on the colts?' "'And without waiting for an answer, he popped more questions. "'Where in tarnation you two come from? "'You hain't come all the ways from Randolph, Vermont, to Springfield, Massachusetts, be you?' "'Justin Morgan nodded. "'Sakes alive! You must be all tuckered out. "'Why, even as the crow flies, it's over a hundred mile down here.' You didn't walk the whole way, I hope. The schoolmaster took off his hat and ran his fingers through graying hair. Yes, Abner, that is most of the way, except when Lem Tubbs and his team of oxen gave us a short haul into Chicopee. Well, gosh, all fishhooks, let's not stand here a-gabbin. Come in, come in, the woman'll give us hot cakes and tea. I'll bet Joel here could do with some vittles. He's skinny as a fiddle-string. Come in, and by and by we can chat. All during the conversation, the colts had been inching closer and closer to Farmer Bean. Now they were nipping at his sleeves and snuffing his pockets. These tarnal critters love to be the whole show, chuckled the farmer, reaching into his pockets. If I don't bring them their maple sugar, the day just don't seem right to them, nor to me neither. Justin Morgan steadied himself against the fence. Abner, he said, before Joel and I sit down to your table, it seems I should tell you why I've come. He paused, nervously drumming the top rail for courage. After a while, he looked up, 
and his glance went beyond the meadow and the rolling hills. "'I've come,' he swallowed hard, "'because I've a need for the money you owed me when I moved away to Vermont.' There was a moment of silence. It was so still that the colts munching their sugar seemed to be very noisy about it. Joel thought of the bright red apple he had eaten last night. He wished now that he had saved it for them. It was a long time before the farmer could answer. Then he said, "'You've come a terrible long way, Justin, "'and tis hard for me to disappoint you, "'but me and the woman have had nothing but trouble.' He began counting off his troubles on his fingers. Last year my cows got in the cornfield and ate themselves sick and died. Year afore that the corn was too burned to harvest. Year afore that our house.